What is up, guys? I'm your host, Jacob Chikafiti, here back with another Sports and Stuff podcast. It is currently Tuesday, July 9th at 11.50 p.m., and let's get rolling. Uh, obviously, a lot, of talk, a lot to talk about today with the past week in professional sports, with uh, Kawhi Leonard signing, Paul George being traded, Home Run Derby, All-Star Game, um, Baker Mayfield had a big 4th of July weekend, and just the 4th of July, um, it's a lot to talk about, and it's going to be a good one. So let's start off with uh, Kawhi Leonard finally deciding where he was going to sign with to play next season. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know that was the L.A. Clippers, not the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers. Um, I actually found this very surprising. All the reports that I was seeing and that everyone was seeing, and just my gut feeling was that he was going to go to the Lakers. Um, that's where he wanted to be traded last season. He he said, I want to be traded to the Lakers. The Spurs said they couldn't get a deal done. Then he said, just get me to the Clippers. Or get me to L.A. The Clippers will do, and they they still couldn't get that done. And then obviously he ended up being traded to Toronto, and where he would go win a title and a finals MVP. But I thought for sure he would go to the Lakers, um, team up with LeBron and AD. And that team would have been probably the best team we've seen in the history of the NBA. Um, to go off to the Lakers, LeBron, he will be running the point next year. So their lineup would have been LeBron at the point. I would guess Contavious Caldwell-Pope at the two. Um, the three would, would have been Kawhi Leonard. The four would have been AD. And the five would have been Boogie Cousins, who the Lakers just signed. But obviously, Kawhi went to the Clippers. I'll talk about that in a second. But now the Lakers lineup is looking like it's going to be LeBron at the point, Danny Green at the two, who they signed because they couldn't get Kawhi. They had enough money to sign Danny Green, so Danny Green at the two. The three is the, is an interesting position. I don't know who, if they're going to, like, they could start a veteran there. They could acquire another small forward to start there. Um... Or they could play Kuzma there. Who Kuzma's more of a four. He's more of a power forward. They could play him with a three. So like the th- the small forward position is going to be interesting to see who they put out there. And then the four would be Anthony Davis, and the five would be Boogie Cousins. Um. So yeah, just interesting to see who they're going to put out there for that small forward position. And now moving to the Clippers. Um. The Clippers made a late night trade with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder to acquire Paul George. Per Kawhi Leonard's request, they gave up four unprotected first-round picks, a protected first-round pick, like two pick swaps. Um, Shai Gillage is Alexander, and I'm forgetting the other player. Um, all for Paul George. And, I mean, obviously, other than they would have never made this move if Kawhi Leonard didn't request it. Because, like, they're getting Paul George to the Clippers and giving up that much without getting another superstar wouldn't do much for the Clippers. But they knew it would land them Kawhi Leonard, so they they pulled the trigger. Um, Kawhi Leonard was talking to the Clippers for weeks, apparently. Well, not weeks. Um, ever since free agency. Probably since the time. Yes, probably weeks. Trying to get them to trade for another star or to get another star to sign there with him. He His top choice, this is according to the reports, his top choice was... Uh, 
Kevin Durant to go to the Clippers with him. And KD said no. And then his second choice was Kyrie Irving. He uh, tried to get Kyrie to go there. Kyrie said no. And then his third choice was uh, Paul George. And obviously he's under contract, so he had to be traded. Um, so then the Clippers made that trade happen so they would get Kawhi. Uh, the other player in the uh, Clippers trade was uh, uh, Gallinari, Daniel Gallinari, small forward. Um, so, yeah, the, I mean, the NBA has to just be ecstatic with um, the this upcoming season, just the parody in the league, not knowing who's going to win, but also that the biggest market, the two biggest markets really have three of the top teams with in New York, you got the Brooklyn Nets. I know Katie's out this year, but they have Kyrie and then they'll have Katie possibly at the end of the year, but probably the year after for sure. And then in LA you got the Clippers and the Lakers. Um like I said, Katie's out this year. But the Clippers and the Lakers, like you you figure that's gonna be the uh Western Conference final. Um although you don't really know what could happen anymore at the Warriors Super team broke up, but the Warriors are still there. You still got Portland, Houston. You don't know what's going on. But if if you had to bet money, you would bet Lakers, Clippers, uh, Western Conference Finals. And NBA would just love to have both LA teams peak at the same time, which it, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you got the Lakers have, in my opinion, two of the top five players in the game with LeBron and AD. And then the Clippers have a top five player in Kawhi and then a top 10, 15 player in Paul George. And both rosters fill out very well. The Clippers probably have a better overall roster, but I would still take the, I still think the Lakers are a better team just because of LeBron. I think LeBron and AD give them the edge over Kawhi and Paul George. Um, plus the Lakers have better shooting and Kyle Kuzma and Boogie Cousins, but the Clippers defensively and just how hard they play, I'll put it this way. The Clippers have a better hard-working class of players surrounding them on the bench, and the Lakers are more skilled shooters. Um, but both L.A. teams being this good, top two teams in the West is probably what the NBA... I mean, they probably couldn't ask for anything better than this. Um. So, yeah, let's look at the title odds here. Um, I believe the favorites to win the title for next year is the Lakers. But let me double check that. I think it goes Lakers, Clippers, um, and then the Bucks. I want to say it goes. But I'm not again. Okay. Oh wow! So the Clippers have the best odds at three to one, and the Bucks have the second best odds at nine to two. The Lakers have the third best odds at five to one, and then the Sixers have the fourth best odds at eight to one, and then the Rockets and the Warriors are tied for the fifth best odds at twelve to one, and then that's the top five. I'm not going to go much more than that. For all the you Cavs fans out there, we are tied for the last. We're in a three-way tie for the worst odds to win the title at a thousand to one, which I think is kind of insane. Because the Knicks are two hundred to one, and the Knicks suck. Um, but yeah, so the Clippers are your favorites to win the title next year, followed by the Bucks and the Lakers. Um, 
again, if I was betting, I'd bet Lakers, but that's why we play the games. Um, so moving over to baseball, uh, the home run derby was uh, last night, and then the All Star game was tonight. Just just got over with. Um, going into the break, the Indians are in a pretty good spot, as good as a spot they could be in, considering their rough start to the season. They are five and a half back from the Twins at the break. Um, they won a bunch of games in a row. Took care of the Reds, winning the Ohio Cup, which is always fun to brag about. Um, and then with the home run derby being up Monday night, oh, first let me touch on the uh, Celebrity All Star Game. Obviously, it was Cleveland versus the World, which is kind of cool because. Cleveland is just such a special place with of community and a, I guess friendship, companionship. Um, but it was really nice, to, in particular, to see uh, all the Cleveland sports legends out there, such as Jim Tomey, Kenny Lofton, The Miz from WWE, um, Travis Kelsey, tight for the Chiefs, who's from Cleveland. Uh, but J.R. Smith, he was a uh, Back out and about in Cleveland playing in the softball game. He took off his shirt after a Little League home run. Or before a Little League home run. Then, then he hit a Little League home run. Just really cool to see. And then, um, so going to the home run derby. This, people are saying this is the best home run derby ever. Um, and based off the numbers, just purely off numbers, you have to agree with that because... Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit 91 home runs and didn't even win. Um, I was at the first ever home run derby where they used the four-minute uh, timer rather than the 10 outs, which in my opinion makes it way better. The timer, with the, you have timeouts, and you get bonus 30 seconds for hitting two home runs over 440 feet. It just makes it more thrilling. So I was at the first one where... Um, Todd Frazier, while he was a red at the at the time, the All-Star game was in Cincinnati, and uh, Todd Frazier won the home run derby in front of his home uh, his home crowd, and Carlos Santana had the same opportunity. He was in the home run derby in front of his home crowd. I was really hoping he would win. I kind of knew he wouldn't. It was, he was kind of a long shot, and he went out in the first round, but I'm still proud of him. I know the city loves him. At the end, it's all about fun, but uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Jock Peterson in the semifinal went into three swing-offs, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won it with 40 home runs in one round, but Jock Peterson would not quit either. I mean, they both were just going off. Uh, they both hit 29 in a round, kept tying, and then obviously Guerrero Jr. won it to move on to the final, but Let's not discredit Jock Peterson because I mean he just had the he had the bad luck of the draw there. He had to face Guerrero before the final. We all know that the way he was hitting, if he was on the other side of the bracket, he would have played Guerrero in the final, and that would have been a cool final to see. But Peter Alonso was on the other side of the bracket, and he made it to the final and faced off with Guerrero, and he beat Guerrero, and was your home run derby champion. He uh, he was the one seed because he has the, uh, I don't know if he has the most home runs, but he had the most home runs out of the people who participated in the uh, derby with 30. 
Um, so he won home, your 2019 Home Run Derby champion is the Mets rookie Peter Alonzo. He beat Guerrero by a score of 23-22 in the final round. He would have won by more, but since he went second, he only needed 23. He still had like a whole minute uh, left, but obviously when you beat him, you don't need to use the rest of the minute. So Peter Alonzo was fortunate enough to face Guerrero in the final after Guerrero was tired. But again, Peter Alonzo... Out of all the players that were in the Derby, I think he's the best, like, regular season player, home run hitter. I mean, he has sturdy at the break. Um, I I saw him being interviewed today, just a really nice guy, well-spoken. And I think he has a, a good career ahead of him. The only problem for him is that he plays for the New York Mets. So, yeah. Um... Moving on to the All-Star game, which just got over with tonight. Um, the American League won again. And when I say again, I think it's like their eighth straight, ninth straight time winning. Um, it used to mean that the American League team would host the World Series games. or They'd have the home field advantage, I'm sorry. But they did away with that, which, I mean, I like it because, like, the game really is an expedition game, but at the same time, I don't like it because it kind of takes away like the competitive edge in the game. But I think they did the right thing by making it just a for fun game, uh, determining the postseason World Series. Now the uh, be- the team with the better record has home field advantage in the World Series. But your MVP for the game was uh, Cleveland Indian starting pitcher Shane Bieber. He did not start the game; he came in relief. He pitched a. Uh, Shut out inning, struck out the side, and he was your MVP of the game. Uh, his interview was also really good. Um, well spoken, nice guy. Um, it was really he was really emotional talking about Carlos Carrasco. For those of you who know, uh, Carlos Carrasco, he's the starting pitcher for the Indians. He is battling leukemia, and tonight at the game, um, all this, all the um. Uh, players and fans like every year they do this they have like uh they pass out signs and it says I stand up for blank and you write in the person's name and it's like suppose it's for MasterCard promotes it it's like all these donations to like battle cancer and uh, a lot of the fans and players I think all the players most of the players did and a lot of the fans did uh they wrote cookie cookie his nickname is cookie they were I stand for Cookie, um, and it was just really uh, emotional watching Shane Bieber talk about how what a good guy Carlos Carrasco is and the battle he's facing, and how he's making it a pos- he's turning it on his head and making it a as positive as he can. Um, I think he's gonna beat it, just the way he is, like the way he seems at least. Um, it really seems like he's in a good place. He's handling it the right way. And uh, thought our thoughts and prayers up to uh, Carlos Carrasco and his family. Um, it's more than baseball. Um, yeah, just thoughts and prayers to Carlos Carrasco. But getting back to the game, um, the AL won again, like I said, by a score of 4-3. to three. Obviously, Shane Bieber was the MVP of the game. Um, Joey Gallo hit the uh, go-ahead go- home run in the uh, 
think it was the seventh inning. Yeah, the seventh inning. He had a two-run shot, I believe. Let me double-check that. Yeah, Gallo hit a uh, he had a solo home run in the uh, seventh, bottom of the seventh, and um, that put up that put the AL up four to one at that point. And then in the top of the eighth, the NL scored two, but they were still down by one. And then the AL won the game. Um. So yeah, I mean the MLB All Star game. I think out of all the major sports, like. The MLB has the best all-star festivities. I mean, people like the dunk contest and the three-point contest. Um, but, like, no one, like, the three-point contest, like, those are just guys, like, shooting, like, open shots. Right? And then the dunk contest, like, it's amazing. Like, the physical, the physical, uh, like, ability to perform a lot of those dunks is amazing, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like a lot of the dunks are being, like, recycled now. Like, we're not, it's not like the Vince Carter dunk contest, it's like guys who are just really athletic trying to imitate dunks that we've already seen. Don't get me wrong, it's amazing. Um, I love watching it, but there's just something, I, th- I just think the home run, I would watch the home run derby over the dunk contest and the three-point contest, not even a question. Um... Just something about watching dudes hit dingers. And then the game, like, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The Pro Bowl, the M- the NBA All-Star game, and the MLB All-Star game, like, the game is kind of boring. Like, they're all kind of boring because, like, it doesn't mean anything. Um, Everyone's just having fun. But I like how the MLB does it. Because um, you see all the different personalities of the sport that you don't usually see. Like, an NBA, like, you see, like, on a nightly basis, you see LeBron, you see Giannis, you see Hart, all these guys, Harden, Russ, uh, KD, you see all of these guys. In the NFL, you don't see him as much, but, like, in the game, you don't really see him either. But for MLB, like, all the superstars, like Lindor, like, all these superstars, um, you don't get a chance to see them on a night-to-night basis, depending on where you live. Like Vlad Jr., like, and the MLB All Star Game gives the fans a chance to see the personalities of these players, because the game's a slower pace. They can talk to the player during the game, and you just kind of get a feel for what the players like. And I just think it's really cool. Um, obviously, just like the sport of baseball, people say like, I mean, people don't say it's true that the game is like losing viewership. Which is a shame because it's a great game. But I think that they probably have one of the higher rated. I don't know this for sure. I have to fact check this. But I would guess they have the, the one of the higher rated uh, all-star game. And like festivity ratings on TV. Um, so moving over to the... Uh, Baker Mayfield, he had a big weekend. He got married on July 6th to his uh, fiance Emily Wilkerson, I believe. I know her first name is Emily. I think I think her last name is per, per, blah, blah, pronounced Wilkerson, Wilkerson, something like that. Um, I mean, good for them. Um, uh, 
hopefully it works out. I'm I'm sure it will. Um, as long as he can still throw touchdowns, I don't care what he does. Uh, no, but all joking aside, his wife. Um, I've seen her interviewed. I've seen her on Instagram. She's very support. I think she's very good for him. She's very supportive, and you you all know Baker's kind of a rowdy guy, and I think she kind of is like that. Not to say she's not fun, but she kind of like balances out his rowdiness and keeps him controlled, if you will. And um, she, oh, what does she do? Oh, is she a, what does she do? I forget what her job is. I want to say she's a, she's not a model. Oh, what is she, she sells make, uh, she's a, she's a personal blogger. I forget, I'm looking at her Instagram right now to see if I can figure out what she does for her job. I want to say she she she's got to be some type of model or something like that just based off her like her advertisement post she posts. Um something with like a model and uh like makeup and hair and stuff like that. But so she's obviously very successful in her field um as well as Baker so just kind of like a power couple almost. King, queen of the north. Um, So congratulations to Baker and Emily on getting married this weekend. Um, yeah. Moving over to the NFL more in general. Tyreek Hill. Uh, he claimed that he did not assault his uh, fiance or girlfriend or wife, whatever the hell she is. Um in his uh case obviously the Tyreek Hill situation dates back to a while now with uh, him with his fiance wife girlfriend claiming that he hits the kid and hits her he has pleaded innocent to both of these um testimonies and i mean we'll see i really hope he's right i really well, not that he's right. I really hope he's not lying and that he doesn't hit them. But I don't know. I have a bad feeling. Um Yeah. So the NFL starts in well, training camp will start in about a week and a week and a half. So that's exciting. And then we have the Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend is the uh Friday the 2nd through Sunday the 4th. Um, and then we'll have preseason games from there. Leading up to opening night of the NFL, which I believe is Thursday the 12th. Is it the 12th this year? I believe Thursday the 12th is the first game of the year. I know the first game is uh, Packers-Bears on Thursday night football. Uh, game one is September. Oh, the season starts earlier than I thought it did. Uh, week one for the Browns is September eighth, so that means the first game is September fifth, Thursday. Bears, uh, Bears, Packers. That's exciting. The Browns' first preseason game is Thursday, the 8th, August eighth, followed by Saturday, August seventeenth, Friday, August twenty third, and Thursday, August 29th, leading up to their home opener and opening game of the season. 
Sunday, September 8th. Um, this is about the point of the year where I get really excited for football. Just like it's been February, since February that we've seen real football. Um, and like NBA is over, NHL is over, uh, NBA is over. I mean, there's like WNBA on, but like I don't really watch that. I don't really think anyone does. And then um, MLB, like obviously I watch it, but it's kind of like at that point where I've been watching it since early April, and and right now it's the only thing on. So I, I, I you need that other sport to like balance it out. And football really is America's like they like baseball is America's pastime, but football is the biggest sport in America, just because the physicality of it. There's only 16 games, so they matter more. Um, and then obviously college football is coming up too. So just exciting times coming ahead. Obviously, you don't want to wish away the summer though, because School sucks, but there are there are things to look forward to, and that's always good. Um, so that was episode ten of the Sports and Stuff podcast. You could listen to it on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor podcast. Once again, um, I posted the first couple episodes on SoundCloud, and I ran out of my uh, minutes. So in order for me to post more on SoundCloud, I have to buy the the uh, premium, whatever SoundCloud's premium thing is. And my views weren't really just, they weren't really that high on SoundCloud compared to my other uh, platforms. So I'm not going to do that unless you guys DM me on Twitter or Instagram at SportsStuffPC. Give them both a follow while you're at it. If you do DM, follow it anyway if you don't DM. Um... If you guys say that you want it on SoundCloud and there's enough of you, I will get the premium, but I'm only going to do it if a lot of people say it because I'm not going to waste money that I don't have to spend. Uh, Once again, listen to it on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor Podcast. Like, subscribe, and share. Give a five-star review. Follow me at Sports and Stuff PC on Twitter and Instagram. And look for more episodes out every Wednesday. Once again, I'm your host, Jacob Scafidi, and I'll see you when I see you.